Welcome to the GPU Podcast. My name is Jonathan Cole, along with my co-host. It's a me, not Mario. <laughs> okay, that was a new one. <laughs> yeah, okay, so my, my name's actually Shane. Hello. Yeah, um, <laughs> we could talk about Chris Pratt on another podcast with uh, that whole Mario choice of voice actor. I think we should wait for the Mario movie to come out and actually see it in order to just exposition, exposition thought dump at that point. I mean, yeah, we could have initial thoughts, though, on, like, the trailer. But that's not what we're talking about today, though. Today, we're going to be discussing uh, first Overwatch 2 thoughts. I've been playing the game for the last several weeks. I have um, So I have one perspective. Shane has a lack of general knowledge, but knows generally what's happened. Um, and then we go into Werewolf by Night, uh, the new Marvel uh, released movie that came out in October. And then we will be discussing the future of the MCU. Kind of like this is a... Now that we've seen what was to come before and we discussed last time, this is now where we're at and what we're hoping for um, more so than the last time where it was just like, oh, we're hoping because we really don't know what it's going to look like. Um, so with that, uh, we'll just jump into Overwatch 2 real quick here. Uh, hopefully I can condense my thoughts as much as I can because this is going to be more one-sided than the rest of the uh, podcast. And I, I prefer the conversation yeah, Normally. and I don't have a ton to say about Overwatch because I'm just not in that, you know, sphere anymore. Yeah. No, you played a little bit with me back in the day, but yeah, no, it's definitely... I mean, I don't even like Overwatch original anymore. I'll say Overwatch 2 did one thing right. They saved the game in my eyes to a game that I can enjoy playing. Do I still and get tilted? Yes. And but... That's fortunate that you don't like it anymore because they blew it up. Yeah, it doesn't it's gone. Exist. Gone for good, which is, you know, its own interesting thing that... Like, there's just, Blizzard is definitely not the best gaming company out there for many reasons. Um, however, they do make good games. Like, no one can doubt them for the quality of games they typically produce are, like, definitely top of AAA titles across the board. You got Warcraft, you got all these games that are fantastic developments across the board in their respective genre. Overwatch was really good when it came out, but they couldn't maintain a good balance with the heroes because they weren't updating like Fortnite or other games that came out not too long after Overwatch and basically created this new, what we now know as normal video game for multiplayer is, Hey, we're updating like weekly or bi-weekly or something like it's, it's a continuous updates and changes made every week. Also the lead developer kind of left because I, I assume because of company culture, but that's a whole nother that's it a whole other conversation. They actually we got more information on it. It was company culture, and he wasn't. He didn't want Overwatch to ever be a changing weekly, rotating how it works. He wanted to just make the game and leave it. Um, I can respect that. Which I, I I respect it, and it's good if you build a game like that. But they didn't build Overwatch that way. Like Overwatch, initially their concept for the game was that, but they kept on adding heroes. They kept on changing how it worked. They added events. They added new skins. It's not something that works the same way as like a Diablo where they just can create it and set it. Um, so any, anyways, uh, so my, my quick thoughts here on this, the gameplay, awesome. Having only one tank, having 5v5, the, the fights just feel way smoother, way better. Um, however, my flip side of that, it's free to play. So everyone can join in and it's really nice in that way. Uh, but they did but they do have, have to, to monetize somehow. Yeah, they had to monetize it somehow. And how they did it 
they did a freaking Halo Infinite, and by that I mean they created a terrible system. Because Halo Infinite, just like Overwatch, great game, really fun to play, lots of great things about that I can praise it for. However, they are gouging their players out of their minds levels of money because it is uh someone's like it was 10 bucks for a epic skin we're not talking legendary we're talking an epic so one tier down which is just basically a really fancy color palette swap um maybe with some like extra like designs on it or something and then for legendary tiers it's 20 bucks that's you can get entire really good games for less than that yeah someone actually compared so there's they have these weapon charms now where it's like you have the gun blow up charge just like call of duty i mean they they had to create something else to like monetize and add stuff to the battle pass because that's what it really is is hey we've we've fleshed out all 80 levels of your battle pass so you actually get something at every level where it's a voice line or charm or whatever and so i I, that's fine that that makes sense every other game does that call of duty and everything does that and it's people like it it's it's great um but what they did instead is this charm which they did a whole bundle thing so it was like 24 bucks to get a a legendary skin a voice line and emotes and a weapon charm which was like it was a bundle deal but then they had uh issues with europe where that's illegal because there was not a way to separately buy each part of it you had to buy it as bundle and they said it was a discounted price which it is a discounted price from like what they would all be separately but you're not allowed to say it's a discount price if there was not a price beforehand for it. That makes sense. Yeah. And so what they had to do is they had to like, okay, everything now has its own price in the shops and everything. The stupid weapon charm, it's like a Pachimari weapon shop, is the same price as an in-real-life keychain of the same thing. But they fully... Ex- I'm not defending them. I'm just playing devil's advocate. But they fully expect nobody to ever buy that. They want people to buy the bundle. Yes, but that doesn't mean that it's okay by any means that they were like, yeah, we're going to like, it's just this, I think they're they're conflating this concept of, I actually would probably buy some skins and stuff if it wasn't costing me 10, 20 bucks each time. If a skin cost me five or six bucks, they would get tons of people interested in buying them. They would have tons of people like, oh yeah, I, I think they would make more money that way. But they're not servicing me as a player that loves this game. They're servicing the one person, those the very select few, um, some a streamer they call, refer to them as the whales, the people who have the excess income to just spend on whatever they want, and they're gonna gouge them out and just use that to justify and get all their money. It's gross, for sure. It's I I saw some stuff. It was like whenever they they actually had some stuff come out about like how much would you pay for your skin like they gave this to like a bunch of overwatch players they sent out surveys whenever overwatch 2 was in process they're like would you pay 20 bucks would you pay 40 bucks and i was like where's the five buck option i'm okay with five bucks for like a really good skin it's in the past my friend it's in the past it's so dumb it's i can't believe and i wouldn't actually have as much of an issue with these skins and these these uh this money gouging if there was a way to buy the stuff in-game currency-wise. Like, you don't have to spend money. You can just earn it. And the only way to make the currency, which I think they screwed up with this because it's it's a one-to-one. It's the same currency to buy as it is to earn in-game. But the in-game you earn is a maximum of 60 per week. And a skin costs 1000 
So you have to play for over three months. Yeah, and a season is like two months. And a battle pass only lasts for a season. Yeah. Which, you don't, keep in mind, you do not have to have the battle pass to earn the currency. The currency is challenges that are free for everyone. Fair enough. But that doesn't change the fact that, unlike Fortnite, where I could earn enough currency to pay for my next battle pass every season. Say what you will about Fortnite, but their currencies were actually okay. Like, I paid 10 bucks one season for the battle pass, and I played for three seasons in a row for free after that point. So four seasons total. Yeah. And a season for Fortnite was how long? Uh, it was like three months, or not three months. It was like two months or something. Like, same as this, but it was way easier to level. Okay, so you definitely got, quote-unquote, your money's worth. Oh, 100%. It wasn't even a question of my money's worth. It was like, it was more than my money's worth. Like, it was fantastic. And Fortnite did it right because they kept on having an item shop. You could then, like, that same currency I earned to be able to before the next battle pass, instead, you could buy that new limited skin if you wanted. Like, it was always an option. It's the same currency for either. And you just I think had that's enough self control to save it up for the pass. Exactly. I chose to buy the pass instead. And they understood that some people would do that. But they still got player retention, and then people, after you like a game enough, you eventually maybe will spend more money on that game. It's it's about that basis. But everyone unanimously is like, this is expensive as heck for anything on Fortnite or on uh, not Fortnite, Overwatch Two. You mentioned player retention, and I feel like that's the key. Their monetization should focus on player retention rather than just bleeding whales dry. Yeah, like. They really are going to have to do something because, like, and also comparing it to, well, there's so Infinite did it right because they gouged out the Wazoo, but they also made the battle pass. There's no expiration date for it, so you can be working on your season one battle pass five years later. I do like that. You so you miss, I, I don't get the fear of missing out that way. Yeah, I respect the lack of fear of missing out, which is probably also the reason why I haven't played a lot of Halo Infinite because I just don't fear missing out on it. They don't so, care if you're not playing as long as you bought it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that's their that's its own set of issues, and three four three has many issues at this point with yes. Infinite, including yes, removing the crossplay feature for couch play. Um, like you can't do multiplayer on the couch. That is dumb. That's the whole point of Halo. Co-op, yeah, they removed uh, couch co-op. So anyway, Overwatch. Yeah, but Overwatch 2, what they should have done, what, what I think if they want to take a really good model and they want to bring it into Overwatch and monetize, Destiny 2, I think, is the perfect example of, oh, they monetize this really well. Because okay. they have two currencies. Silver, you pay real money for, and it buys you loot and stuff. Or uh, Bright Dust, which is free in-game currency. You earn doing normal activities and stuff. And it's part of the battle pass. You earn just by completing level of battle pass, you get like a thousand limp or uh, uh, bright dust. That currency is a limited window. So on rotation, the skins and stuff, if I want, so, so say each season of, uh, of destiny two, a new whole set of armor comes out for uh, one of the characters. So, and if I like it that season, it's going to cost me, uh, like 600 or not 600 it's gonna cost like 10 bucks to get all of that armor for my character in destiny 2 if i pay for real world payment method okay sure 
Bride Dust, it's 6,000 for all of that, but you have to time it because each week that it comes in, it'll be, okay, it's in this week, it's not in this week. And it's only parts of the armor set. So you have to be an active player and you can get the armor eventually, all of it, but you have to make sure you're playing during those weeks so you can go into the shop and buy it for the free currency. And it's not too hard to get the free currency, but it takes a lot more of the free currency than it takes the silver currency. And so it's right. it's a different of economics, and I, I know that's a whole complicated thing, but basically I'm saying, like, I'm okay with them making the skin expensive and real-life money. I want that same skin for a limited time. We're talking week max per season, where that can be bought with in-game currency that is a free currency that you just earn by doing challenges. Okay. And so... You can either just be like, I don't want to work, play and work the game that hard. I'm just going to buy this skin because I really like it. Or, oh, hey, I worked and played this game a long time. I like that skin. I'm getting that skin. That seems fair enough. But instead, they just made direct one-to-one. This is the currency you earn in game, and that same currency can be bought directly. And I find in a mental capacity, it's not that great because I spent, it, it just takes too long to earn the in-game currency that way. Because they, they conflate the value of the currency to be equal to dollar amount. And so they make you work really hard for equal amounts. Like, I am playing each week, I'm earning 60 cents. It's not great. And I don't actually even beat all the challenges that week because they're hard challenges. On top of the fear of missing out, because... You know, if you don't play that week, you miss your 60 cents and you have to play a whole nother week in the in the future to make up for it. Yeah, it's I, I have lots of issues with how they've gone about that. And so someone's like, basically, if you're a free to play player, you could earn 60 cents or 600 coins per week for three months and you'll be able to buy the next battle pass after three months. So basically someone added it up and it was like, Every other battle pass you can get for free if you played every week and earned all the currency. Okay. But that still lacks a whole thing where it's like, you have to play every week and beat those challenges. And it's not about having fun in the game anymore. It's about, oh, I must get the challenges. It's like they're trying to suck either your wallet dry or your spirit dry, and they don't care which. Yeah. And Which is like, gross either way. And and my thing about it too is there's a lot of stuff that's connected with the uh, weekly uh, currency that is win. You have to win in order to get. So like it's not about, oh, you just did it enough and the challenge is complete. It's you must win X many games. But Overwatch is a team-based game. If I can play out of my mind, it doesn't matter if my whole team sucks and we can't win. And it's it's so different from like an infinite in Fortnite and Destiny 2. They're not team-based. It's you as a player can get terrible teammates, but you can still make progress regardless of that with your t- if you have good teammates or not, because by doing your challenges. And it's not focused off of the team's performance, it's focused off of your performance entirely. And I'm okay with that basis. I'm not okay with having to rely on our people just so I can get my 60 cents a week. It's it's baffling that so many games have had better versions of this and they still failed this hard. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, destiny took a while to figure out how to get their system as good as it is now, but that's still, they had destiny to look off of. Exactly. And I, I just, it's, it's frustrates me that this is where we're at with it. 
I mean, uh, at, at the same time, though, I will say this. I've watched the first ever Overwatch uh, World Cup Championship the, last night, and I, I mean, it was fun to watch. I was interested. I'm engaged with Overwatch 2. It is a good game. They just suck at monetizing. It's it's for sure depressing when there's a good game that's just shackled by crap business practices. Yeah, and that's what it is. And I'm like, I thought they would have fixed this by the time they were bought out by Microsoft. I miss, I miss the days when you didn't need a PhD in economics to get your money's worth out of playing a video game. You're telling me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so ridiculous. I mean, at this point, I don't even think about it anymore with like how much my money is in the game um when it comes to my other games because i i buy the collector's edition nowadays when it comes to destiny 2 but you that, know you've you've played like a thousand hours you get your money's worth yeah out of it. i've played a thousand hours in the game already and since 2019 i've put a lot of time into that game i love playing that game it has great lore it has great things in it and then overwatch 2 heck i put a lot of money in that game if it was worth my while you got things for it yeah but Instead of no, a, a keychain, a virtual keychain. Oh, and on top of that, they kind of punished you if you were going to... So, uh, they the whenever they came in, they were like, oh, get the Watchpoint bundle, which will give you uh, the first season for free, and then it will give you 2,000 coins, which is enough for two more seasons, and then it's going to give you all the uh, Legendary Edition Overwatch skins that came out when you bought the Legendary Edition of Overwatch, and two more skins. So, like... Okay, if you didn't buy Overwatch originally with the Legendary Edition, this is a really good deal. But what happens to all those people that bought the Legendary Edition? I should get a discount on that then. Thanks for your donation, man. That's what I'd they're like, saying. Well, yeah, and it's like it's it's a fair deal if you didn't die at the Legendary Edition and you want all the Legendary Edition skins because that's like the only way you can get them. But then if you did, I'm I'm losing money on that then because it's not worth the money because it's all those skins don't add up to be equal. And it's just, it's, uh, anyways, I don't want to keep on ranting about this. Overwatch 2 as a game, very good. As a monetization and corporate greed issue, it's one of the worst I've seen. And that's saying something. It's, it's at a, it's at the end of the line of a very long line. I think it beats EA's Battlefront 2 monetization. I think that's the only one it beats. Yeah. The, the uproar when that game came out was something else but well, okay. it, you, at least you don't have to buy your characters right uh yes and no um so oh, <laughs> here we'll get into this real, real briefly uh if you want to for, so for people who owned overwatch one they at least did us a solid this season you didn't have to buy the power pass and you got the character instantly but in the future if you want the character you either pay for the battle pass to unlock it week one so like day one you get the new character or you free to play players who do not get as much XP as normal players because that's twenty percent buff in XP if you buy the battle pass. Like XP gains, you gain twenty percent per XP you gain. So like it's it's it increases faster. You have to reach level sixty or fifty five of the battle pass to unlock the hero that season. Otherwise, you have to buy him. Either you buy them in the battle pass. Or you wait till next season, and then they will become unlockable through challenges, which are free. So it, the, the, you are never required to pay for the hero. But if you want to play the hero, when the hero comes out, you either have to grind your mind out and get enough XP to hit 55, or 
you have to wait for the season to be over and do the challenge the next season to get it. Honestly, I'm I don't like it, but I am oh I'm more okay with that because that's kind of like offsetting ongoing development costs rather than the hero is on the game at launch and they just put a wall in front of it. If they're adding yeah. a new hero, I, I kind of get that. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't hate it. But at the same time, it's just kind of it's frustrating because uh this game where you're allowed to swap heroes mid game, you now, unless you pay or unless you've played a bunch in the recent weeks, you're playing up against people who have the hero and you don't consider them beta testers. I mean, yeah. And, it, and they also said now the t- first two weeks of every season will, the hero will not be in competitive Any new hero will not be in competitive for the first two weeks. So you can unlock them to play in competitive after two weeks of season have completed. And so if you're playing Every day, but when the but when zero comes out, theoretically, barely, you might hit fifty-five. Also, another reason I'm okay with this more so is because Overwatch Two is free to play, and Battlefront Two was not. Well, yes, no, I'm I'm not saying like, Battlefront Two is the absolute bottom of existence, like the worst. If they're going to release a free-to-play game, they have to make money. So I I I'm just saying I kind of get it. I, I agree, and I my issue is just I I think that it's because I came from Overwatch One where it was forty bucks for the game, and I got it for twenty because it was on sale. That we got all these heroes for free, and there was nothing to no strings attached. You just got to go in and have fun with the new hero. I wonder if there's a way they could have had a paid version for thirty, forty, whatever, and that paid version gives you all the new characters as DLC as they come out, like for free. That and then there's a free to play version where you start out with a couple characters and you have to unlock all of them. Well, that's actually well, how the new, if if you never played Overwatch before, like if you didn't play Overwatch one and you just came to Overwatch two, you do actually have to unlock the current roster through playing. So you only have a small pool to start with as a new character player. And you have to buy or unlock all of them. No, it's, they can't be bought. It's just forcing you to learn a few characters at a time. It actually oh. makes sense from a new character perspective. I can, yeah, I can, I can see that. But it's, it's still. The point being, they should have had an option to just pay up front for a game and you get. I mean, I, I would have paid up front. I would have been like, yeah, 60 bucks for Overwatch 2. Sure. Take it all. I want unlimited DLC. Like, I mean, maybe not Battle Pass because Battle Pass is its own completed thing. But I just want every character and never have to worry about paying for the Battle Pass to get it instantly. Yeah. But they wouldn't they do that because that. it's well, they wouldn't though because they're gonna make way more money. People paying for the battle pass each season because it's, and in, in, in practice they get about six seasons, and they said every other season we'll get a new hero. In so, theory, they get more money, but they also lose player goodwill, and they might just entirely lose players because of it. I think they're just too big to fail now, though, because of how big a player base likes Overwatch. It's true. If EA didn't fail over the last couple years worth of controversy they've been in that's there this isn't gonna stop yeah it's anyways so final notes overwatch blizzard if you ever listen to this podcast if any of you is listening change your pricing change change your pricing to make it okay for an average player to want to enjoy your game and get the content or add add a way during the battle pass to gain 
in-game currency without doing the challenges. Just make it at a certain level, you get X amount of currency. So it actually feels like you're getting some progress. That's that's what I say would be great. Just give me the in-game currency in the battle pass, make me pay for the battle pass, and let me have fun with the battle pass. And if I pay for it, I can gain currency that way instead of doing the stupid challenges that I never get done each week. Because I just do not give a crap to play that much Overwatch in a week. Like, if I was perfect, it would still probably take me somewhere around six hours a week minimum to get all the currency. It's 2022. Other companies have had this monetization model much better. Just, you know, screen screen cheat, look off their paper, copy mm. their homework. Exactly. All right. So we had our random video game. Uh, it probably took a little bit longer than it was supposed to, but and it's all good. Um all right, so let's go into a topic we both actually really like now versus you know, one that I just rant about and Shane has some information now on. I'm here. <laughs> I'm listening. Um, but uh, Shane, you want to lead us into uh, what Werewolf by Midnight or by Night? Werewolf, Werewolf by, by Night. night. I, can't the, say what I can't say it. I can't say it. I can't say it. In fairness, it's a kind of a weird name. But um, okay. So at the like a month or two before Werewolf by Night came out, which was in October, uh, they were they announced it alongside a bunch of other things, and they just kind of slipped it in there that, hey, we're doing a Halloween special, and then they moved on, like they yeah. barely talked about it at all. I'm pretty yeah, like, sure I didn't even I know it came it. out. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned it to you after it came out. I was like, hey, did you see it? And you're like, what's that? Which is crazy to think of a mainline Marvel Studios movie, sort of that well, came out. I think it's kind of like a special, like the Guardians of the Galaxy one coming out this Christmas. True. Um, you could kind of call it a short film, but not really because it's not short. It was like 50-something minutes. I mean, it still was decent for a short film or something. Like, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a equivalent of a novella to a novel comparison of a full movie to a what we saw. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of weird to call it a special because it doesn't feel very descriptive, but I don't really know what else to call it. Anyway, the cool thing about the special, in my opinion, is that it lets them stretch their wings creatively in a way that uh, full-length movies or TV shows on Disney Plus don't really allow for. Um, the biggest and most obvious example of this is that Werewolf by Night was almost entirely in black and white. Yeah. And and I think that was a decision that actually happened kind of late into production, from what I heard. But I think it really kind of pulled together the the vibe of the movie. It was an homage to old, schlocky, classic horror movies, like Black and White, Dracula, yeah. kind of Frankenstein. It gave it that aesthetic that was just like, when it's the only i think horror movies or like um that dracula style it was like the only movies that i think were better because they were black and white not because we would have seen color otherwise it 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 lends a vibe that you just don't really get otherwise yeah if it's like that spookiness to it but spookiness in like a really kitschy kid-friendly way exactly yeah yeah my my like, my preferred spookiness <laughs> <laughs> like pumpkins at Halloween, jack-o'-lanterns, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that being said, this movie might not be great for kids. 
Yeah. There is a scene towards the end that a lot of people die pretty bloodily. Yeah, I'm pretty it's sure that's the most blood that we've ever had for Marvel Studios. I think it's because it was black and white they got away with it more so. Um, but that still was a lot of death and destruction. Like I think there was war. even I think there was even blood like splashing against the the camera. Yep, it was. I think there was. <laughs> yeah. So uh, parental discretion advised. I'll put it that way. But if you don't you see want... any gore really. Yeah, no, there's just, no, like, entrails or anything. It's just, you know, definitely just people just getting splashy, apart. Splashy blood, yeah. Um, uh, another thing about it is Werewolf by Night is literally the character's, like, code superhero name, which mm-hmm. I've never heard of before. He was, I looked him up, um, I, I, maybe you have too, but I went into it, because he, they remind me of the Howling Commandos, which are, they're, they're a, supernatural continuation of the howling commandos from captain america's time and so nick fury created a organization of the supernatural and they became the howling commandos headed up by a werewolf but not the werewolf by night he was in only one issue of the howling commandos he was in the first issue and he was never seen again and so jack the actual werewolf for the howling commandos that can choose when he wants to turn into a werewolf uh is the main lead of them in the future but werewolf by night literally got one single comic and i don't think the werewolf by night in this particular film i don't think he's in control of it no he's not no so i i I think for most of this movie the person i was watching it with we were both like when does this take place because it happens in a remote castle estate kind of place um it took a while for there to even be electricity. Like it was all really kind of just done by firelight and moonlight for a while. There was just nothing to suggest that it was in the modern 20th, 21st, actually the 21st century. And so I was just really kind of confused at how it fit into the, the, the timeline as a whole, which is fine. I don't really expect it to be a big deal ever again. But I just kind of wanted to know for the sake of knowing because they're like, it's connected, but it's not. But it is, but it's not. Did, did, also, did you ever they, find out when it is connected? I think they mentioned at the end it was like modern day. Well, yeah, because I, I think they mentioned, uh, didn't they, like the uh, snap? Like they they mentioned everyone disappearing. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. It was at the very uh, end of it, though. Anyway, um, most of the characters I've never heard of. Um, the main bad guy, quote unquote bad guy, Bloodstone, was it? I watched this a month ago at this point. I, d- I don't remember. That, that sounds possible. Anyway, a bunch of random hunter type people showed up to basically compete in a battle royale to get a prize called the bloodstone okay the MacGuffin. yes the MacGuffin. <laughs> and uh the main character werewolf by night except he wasn't you don't actually know he's a werewolf until pretty far in so well, spoilers you do and don't like let's be real everyone knew it was him if you like look at it you're like he's acting so differently than everyone else He's playing this way. You're focused on him. He looks different in every possible conceivable way to everyone else. 
And so it's all this like continuous, oh, is he it? Do you think it's him? Is it possible? Yeah, it's it's not really a plot twist. It's just they never explicitly state it until later. Yeah. And basically he's there to help his friend who was in the battle royale unwillingly. His was friend turns out Ted. Ted, yes. His friend Ted, who I later learned was a character in the comics called Man Thing. Yeah. Which is more or less a direct ripoff of Swamp Thing from yeah. DC Comics. But they actually did a really good job with Man Thing here, or Ted. We yes, can just Ted. say Ted to be faster, which is lovely. And that actually is the name they refer to him as. In the ho- He's also in the Howling Commandos. Um, so he's like kind of a good guy, kind of not. When he is in the Howling Commandos, he is a good guy. He's their Hulk, basically. He's a good guy if you're not trying to kill him. Yeah. And so, well, the thing about the Howling Commandos, their thing is they fight off like the vampires and the zombies. Like they fight off the supernatural, just kill them all. Like there's and- no remorse no need to worry about it speaking of vampires i was kind of wondering if they were going to show up in the blade movie if that even comes out at this point there's been some yeah struggles apparently i really want the blade movie but i don't know if we'll get it i don't know if they can cancel something like that at this point but i don't know if it's going to be good though is the question like it maybe it will get made but maybe it's not good well that might be a good segue on to our other topics I mean, we we can just yeah. Man thing was great. Werewolf by Night. I think they did a really good job with him transforming too. That was something I was really concerned about. Yeah, I think they did mostly. Uh, what's the word? Not press. Not CGI. Prosthetics. Practical effects. Pr- they use practical effects for uh, the werewolf, which is kind of refreshing at this point. Yeah, it was it was nice. It fit the whole aesthetic of the movie, like. I'm at the very end. It changes from black and white to color because the it's no longer the night; it's now the morning, and there's life back in the world. Is like I think the symbolization for it, but it was really good. I I liked the movie as a whole. It was refreshing, good Marvel. <laughs> it was different in a good way. Yeah, and a lot of their stuff has not been that. It's been different in a bad way. Yeah, I it's it's been interesting seeing some of the TV shows that have come out. Um, I think we should real quick discuss our thoughts on where we're at in the MCU and where we're seeing coming up. So where we're at, She-Hulk just finished a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You're, which what, we what will you, probably talk about. What are your thoughts on She-Hulk? Is Mike? I didn't hate it. It was fun enough to watch. Like I I didn't I wasn't bored while watching it. Mm-hmm. Um I really liked the spoilers. I liked the daredevil cameos it's that that made the show for me (laughs) yeah it had a different vibe about it also wong came in and everyone for some reason adores wong i'm i like wong but i don't like wong as that much (laughs) i like wong as a side character who every once in a while shows up he's great as that i he doesn't he's not movie deserving i guess is what i would put him as which is fine because he wasn't Shield wasn't a movie. No, no, and and that's I mean I think it worked out fine, but yeah, Daredevil was really the reason. Like I was like, oh yes, we get Daredevil. This is awesome. Yeah, Wong's pretty one note, but Daredevil, I he's one of my favorite characters. I guess you could say. 
I like that they didn't completely like basically it sounded like they kept the canon from him in Hell's Kitchen. Like the Daredevil well, show. Hell's Kitchen is where the character just kind of is. It's like well, saying they Batman came from Gotham so they kept Okay. The canon of the well, show. No, no, what I mean is like it seems like they kept him from his show. Like Daredevil seasons 1 and 2 and even 3 like they seems like that's the Daredevil we got. I don't know. I kind of feel like they're not going to confirm or deny it. I feel like they're going to let you decide. They're never I mean, going to explicitly well, reference or denounce any of it. I think we'll find out if... Because did Kingpin die in the Daredevil series? I honestly didn't watch season three, so I could no, not No, he do. Well, okay. Well, at least they did establish that Kingpin isn't dead, though, because they brought back that kingpin from the daredevil series as kingpin in the mcu with hawkeye well they brought back the actor okay sure we'll pretend like daredevil could be in a different universe or something but it's same kingpin same thing or whatever because that's kind of like what they've established now is multiverse the same people but different roles yeah honestly you could just say that the daredevil netflix show was a variant universe where ours is mostly the same if they ever wanted to like tweak a small detail it doesn't break canon or whatever regardless i'm really glad we got that kingpin i'm i'm like uh i'm really glad we kept the daredevil that we liked from the show but i mean they can change his backstory all they want they kept him they kept the actor and he was great and those actors are great at their roles yes by far i I don't imagine anyone else who can be as like qualified in those roles like they they own those characters yeah. They're they're like Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther, which is why they're not bringing another Black Panther back. Yeah. Um, um back to She-Hulk though. Mhm. So the character in the comics was very fourth wall breaking. I know this. Yeah. I am fine with this. The fourth wall breaking wasn't what I had a problem with. Okay. Until the last episode. Oh, yeah, they went really hard. Like, they tried Deadpool levels hard on that. They kind of went experimental, and I don't really feel like this one panned out quite the same way as Werewolf. They were like, oh, we're going to do a whole... Like, it, it, it. this is what I would call lazy writing. They were like, we don't know what to write for it. Oh, what if we write a meta, like, a, a, a episode that's meta on us not knowing how to write this? Yeah, it felt it felt very. I'm trying to find a good non-gross word for this. Self-congratulatory. Yeah, yeah. And the Kevin pun was funny, but the rest of that sequence I didn't really care for. Yeah, and and she was. Uh, it was so much of like, what if we did it my way? And I I I'm just like. The whole so they they lost me within the first episode because they're like Bruce, I'm ten times better at controlling my anger than you. I'm like thinking like he killed people, he knows people that died by his hand, and he has to deal with the anger and the self loathing and the depression and like this man has literally gone through the flames of hell in everything but the literal sense. And she's like, oh, I'm much better at controlling my anger than you, and it's just like. Which again, There's... she wasn't. She was in the comics, so I understand if they needed to do it like that, but they didn't need to explain it like that. 
what they needed to do was acknowledge Bruce and his issues in the past. And at the same time, because they acknowledge that, they didn't say, well, she doesn't have to deal with all this. So she doesn't have this baggage. So she's easily able to control this anger. Like they, they can explain it and not make it be like, oh, I'm much better. Yeah. Because she doesn't, in the comics, she doesn't say she's better than him. He's her cousin. They love each other as a family. She was there for him when he was struggling with it, like in the comics, before she got the powers. Yeah, it was, uh, it, 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 it felt icky, for sure. Like, it's it's honestly, because of how they introduced her so much later on, like, in the comics, she's like almost like a Betty. Like, she's like a rock to Bruce, to a certain degree. If they had given her that concept and like oh i saw you struggle through this i understand what it's like to go through i can now like take what you've learned and be apply it to myself that would have played off so much better for sure because bruce is already at like more or less the end of his character arc as becoming the hulk <laughs> you know 20 something movies later yeah he, so... he's had 20 movies of, of character development and she got it in an episode of a tv show yeah so I th- for me, She-Hulk was the least enjoyable of all the Marvel uh, TV series they've had so far. I, From like a main character perspective. Uh, I'm I'm thinking Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of beats it out for me. Okay, I don't like how they got political, but the first episode of it is enough to win me over because the first episode of Falcon Winter Soldier was really good. Like, there's the whole them taking down the jets and the helicopters and flying through the canyon. Like, it was epic. That part was good eye candy. I can agree for that. But the plot overall just didn't quite do it for me. Especially because Sharon's a bad guy now. Yeah, I don't know any comics that have her as the bad guy. Maybe she is. I just don't know the comics that well, potentially. But I and, and also, I mean, I'm more. Let's be honest here. I'll, I'll I'll fess up. I've not really read that many Marvel comics. I've done a lot of watching of every basic animated TV show they've ever come out with, which includes Sharon to some degree on them. But she's always been like the secret double agent helping out. And this appears to be a Sharon that is not a double agent helping out anyone but herself. Yeah. The uh, power broker, I think, is the name they gave her. Yeah. Which I maybe that's in the comics, but I don't think it's Sharon in the comics. I couldn't tell you either because I haven't read the comics. I've just watched shows and played games. But uh, but we were talking about She-Hulk and somehow moved over to Falcon. <laughs> well, I, I think we were... Oh, I kind of was done with she-hulk i think we just gave a general view of it like i do do want to say one specific grievance i had at the end okay so the the penultimate episode ended with her actually raging out and like losing control Mm -hmm. for good reasons uh oh yeah but that's not what i'm talking about they gave her they basically arrested her and let her out under the condition she never hulks out again Next episode, she hulks out. Again, for good reason, and she was in control this time. Yeah. But she broke the law. And then they never mentioned it. Yeah. It's like they just forgot, and I really hate that. 
they were like, huh, this plot point is inconvenient. Let's never talk about it. Yeah. And that's just kind of the vibe I got from the whole show based off of that last episode, especially considering (laughs) the final battle was, hold on, none of this makes sense. Why are all these people in my story? And Mm -hmm. she literally went to the Disney Plus menu and went to Kevin, the robot, Kevin's office, and was like, fix it. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, it it was... There's so many... I think... Now, I, I don't doubt that it's hard to write a good TV show. I think it takes skill and craft, and you have to be good at telling a story. But... You can't like, write a bad story and then acknowledge that you made a bad story and expect it to be good. Exactly. And it felt like so much of it was just patting themselves on the back. Just like, oh, yeah, we did it. We, we made a She-Hulk um, entire series. And like, but no one cares about your character. We like the side characters you brought in. And they, oh, you want to talk about, uh, they also were like, this is my show. There may be people coming in, but this is my show. So he said that after the Wong episode. And I'm just like, is it though? Is it really? Especially You're the main character, they... but no one cares, especially when we got Daredevil. And considering how it ended with introducing a new character who is a lot more interesting, this new character being, spoiler alert, waiting for people to be able to click out, this new character being the Hulk's son. Scar. Scar from some Sakar. You know, mother mother on Sakar, I guess. I did look yeah. up who the mother was, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it'll be MCU. Wait, who's the mother? Some, some Gaia powered like she had Earth powers on Sakar. Huh. And by Earth I mean dirt, not the planet Earth. Yeah, there's one we haven't seen in the show. Basically, there's a lot of different versions of Scar. Um, One is where he is his Hulk son. Others where he isn't. I'm curious what they'll do with it. Uh, Also, how fast he grew up. Like is Scar is Scar somehow uh, faster time? Like how does he have a? They did kind of mention that it was in a weird sort of like pocket in space. And also, yeah. he could be just, you know, a couple years old, but gamma radiation does that. He also. Also, he's an alien. And we're 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 just jumping to that, and we're being like, oh yeah, Planet Hulk, Planet Hulk happens. Like that's Scar. Planet Hulk is the Planet Hulk. That's the entire arc of the Hulk. And we're like, it happened, but you don't get to see it. It's a really good storyline. I want to see Planet Hulk. Yeah. I know a little bit about Planet Hulk just from reading a description of the animated movie that has nothing to do with the MCU. Mm. I've seen it. I should probably watch it at some point. It's different. I will say that. It's it's from before. Uh, like We're talking before even uh, DC figured out how to do continuous storylines of multiple movies into one thing. Like we're, This is old, old Marvel. Um, yeah, it came out in 2010. Yeah, we were in middle school. Which was right about the start of DC doing a continuous, yeah, you know, multiple thing. Um, okay, I so we, we talked through She-Hulk. Um, so we've had 
We've had She-Hulk, Loki. I really liked Loki. I know people had issues with Loki, but it was really good in my opinion. I, I liked the story. I know it was slow, but I liked what they were doing. Agreed on all counts. Um, Captain Fal- well, Captain America Winter Soldier or Falcon Winter Soldier. Good characters, not great plot, and really lacking, like really preachy when it doesn't need to be. It's just a fun superhero series. Why is it got to have this message that uh just it just didn't seem right the thing that rubbed me the wrong way about that was at the very end his message to the the politicians was do better he didn't give any solutions he just said do better it's like congratulations do better yeah i'm gonna say do better i'm gonna be that's enough i'm like no no that's not like they played it off as this like super emotional. He's in the right. He's doing the hero thing. Do better. Yeah, it's. I say to Marvel, do better because that was terrible, and I'm not going to offer solutions because you don't seem to care. Yeah. Um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye was fun. I liked Hawkeye. I really liked the interactions between Kate and Yelena. Yes. Uh, also, well, we can we'll we'll bring up Black Widow. The best thing about that was Elena existing. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason that movie exists. That's the only reason it's we like that. That's the only reason I care about that movie at this point. I watched it once. That's enough. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I was like, okay, it was fun. It was but... good eye candy, but <laughs> yeah, it had nothing really going for it. it. It really did not hit enough, I think, on what Black Widow was as a secret spy and stuff. Like, there should have been a lot more. It should have been closer to Winter Soldier. I think that would have been more a, a it, better film. It definitely should have came out before Infinity War. Yeah, because it's all like, oh, this is Black Widow and her story before. But not. But And also, we know what happens to her. And after, yeah, it's you, you shouldn't characterize a character after they're dead. Yeah. Same problem with any prequel series really also i had issues with the fact that the uh final facility in black widow was like up in the sky i'm like tony stark literally has satellites all over the world there's no way he doesn't know that thing exists there's nothing that you could have that tony doesn't have a better version of yeah and the amount of power it would take to keep it up there floating cities as a concept are just not great it's yeah um okay so all those um wandavision really good actually like a fun storytelling across the board as i was watching it i was getting really sick of the first four episodes being not explaining anything they just keep you in the dark Mm -hmm. and nowadays if you could just binge the way all your words if you could binge your way through them all at once it's great yeah no, I, As I it mean, came out, I, I was like, what are they doing? I well, that's why I liked about it so much. It was like it was the first time I was intrigued by a show continuously. I was like, oh, I can't wait for the next. It's kind of like Andor. I, I'm not trying to jump to Star Wars, but Andor is doing that for me right now. It's like I can't wait for the next. I want to see what happens next week. What happens next week? Yeah, but also Andor tells a story rather than just hinting at it and like. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, so is there any Marvel movie or Marvel show we're missing? We haven't talked about Miss Marvel. Oh, Miss Marvel was okay. Also, I have not finished Miss Marvel. Full disclosure. I think I've watched I, four episodes. They changed everything about her power. They changed about how she got her power. 
um, because they couldn't bring in humans. Well, she, so she's an inhuman according to how she got her power or mutants, depending on which version of comics you read, I think. Um, and they're not bringing the X-Men in yet. Like that's, that's the big thing. When they bring X-Men in finally, then we'll see some stuff. But I guess this was an okay effort they made for an okay hero. I don't particularly love Miss Marvel anyways. I had no attachment to her, so I don't mind the power change. Oh, I mean, it wasn't even the power change. It was just like, she was, uh, okay. She, she's very bratty in the beginning of the show is the one thing that was cool to see the growth from being bratty to actually being responsible enough. And even though a bratty high schooler isn't that much fun to watch, I feel like it makes sense. I mean, that's why I was okay with it. And the end, like, was it my, like, actually, I think Miss Marvel is like, just barely above She-Hulk in my mind, and Captain America: Winter Soldier, like, or well, Falcon: Winter Soldier, barely beats it because I like the beginning scene and I liked some of the interactions between Sam and uh, Bucky. I I thought that was good, but yeah, it's barely above Miss Marvel, and Miss Marvel beats out She-Hulk for me. I don't. It's weird though because I don't like talking bad about these things just because they do things differently no i don't i'm not claiming that i I don't want to talk bad about them that way it's just (sighs) loki is written amazing and wandavision was written in a way that was continuously growing and then we have hawkeye which was just really fun and really developed and then you have these shows where i feel like they just didn't have everything that they should have yeah i just wanted to clarify that we're not saying that these are bad because they're not your standard marvel action movie yeah no for sure i i yeah <laughs> well if you want to argue loki's definitely not a standard marvel action remote absolutely and wandavision kind of got there at the end but it didn't start there loki was my favorite and that's just a me thing i know people you probably liked uh, hawkeye more like a lot of people love hawkeye like that's their favorite of the show so far it's a close I'm going to say it's a tie for Loki for different reasons. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And I know other people, like my mom didn't like Loki because she didn't understand it as much. It was a that's lot harder. Fair. It, it, it did have a lot of weirdness to follow. Exactly. But I loved it because I'm also the same person that loved Tenet. Like Tenet, the movie was awesome because I understood everything about it. So <laughs> additionally, it introduces Kang, who is like the new Thanos i guess as far as i can tell he is promised we're getting a uh avengers king dynasty down the road and avengers secret wars so we're gonna get final versions of that and then secret war or secret invasion the marvel show coming up is leading to secret wars in the future and also ant-man quantum mania yeah i was gonna get into um because we've, we've gone through the past stuff uh, oh, movie-wise, I guess we could just bring up real quick. We already talked about Black Widow, um, which was okay-ish, not really. We didn't talk about uh, Moon Knight, actually. Oh, Moon Knight. Oh, I liked Moon Knight. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought I I wanted more, but it was fine. Yeah. I, I think I liked what they did at the end there where they suggested that more should be coming because they brought up the extra... Oh, spoilers. More personalities. Right. I, I don't mean I, that I want more as in terms of episodes, though. I want more 
from the characters. Yeah, no, well, I think it, it was, we started to get more as we went. Like, we got backstory, we got development. Like, I definitely wish there was a lot more, because there's a lot more to Moon Knight also in the comics. I actually, I will say this much. I, I, I talk about, oh, based off the comics, based off this. I have never physically read the comics except for Moon Knight. I have read Moon Knight's comics. Interesting. Um, because he was uh, Marvel Batman, and he was also at the local trade fair. Yeah. So that's that's where I got the comics from, was trade fair. Okay. Well, I have not read the comics, and I wanted him to just not be a windy Londoner, I guess. Well, that's be- in, in the comics, he's not. He's barely that personality. At least in the ones I was reading. Now, I'm, I think he develops more later and has that personality come out. Yeah, so his actual personality was Mark. Yeah, Mark Spector. And then the Londoner came out to protect Mark. Mark Spector is the main personality you see in the comics. Londoner is like a incognito away. Um, But Mr. Knight, which is um, the Londoner Stephen, his alternate personality, uh, or whenever he gets the uh, get up, Mr. Knight is what he's called. And he's actually kind of BA in the comics like kingpin style well he's not there yet and i would love for him to be a lot cooler later but well i'm thinking that maybe the other version that we see that's not mark or steven that is yet to be flushed out is maybe going to be that the one driving the car at the end yeah because he's definitely more gangster (laughs) that is true because i mean he's always the one that they uh, it's implied we don't know this but they both black out at times in the show, and it's implied after they come out that stuff has gone down more than even Mark does. So I guess I'm I, if the show grows into a season two, I will be fine with it and I will enjoy watching it. But as it is currently, I can't say I'm not a little disappointed. It's definitely more standalone too, although like we're talking about standalone shows, this is as standalone as it gets for Marvel next to what, it, what, Werewolf by by Night. It was it was so standalone that I forgot it existed for a little bit. I mean, yeah, we both were like, "Oh, what else are we missing?" Um, I don't think they oh. mentioned anything else that happened in the universe except maybe like the blip once. Yeah. Uh, let's just real quick. Um. So there's all the shows that, I, that we can remember at the moment. Maybe there's one more that we forget. I don't think so at this moment, though. Um, we we also need to bring up uh, Eternals. Which oh, yeah, was... that exists. Yep. For- that's forgot about that all, existed. That's about all I care about saying for it. The only bright side of Eternals in my mind, because it was pretty trash, was uh, they brought in Black Knight with Kit Harrington, And he might be in Blade. And... Well, based off of how the end credits scene was, Blade talked to him, so I don't and, see why he wouldn't come back in Blade. And we got, like, what was his name? Star Fox um, at the yep. very end credits, which is a uh, Thanos' brother in the comics. but himself Eris. Maybe. I think, I think uh, he had several names, but... He does have several names, but he, he's Thanos' brother, which is like, what? So he's an Eternal, but he's Thanos' brother. So was Thanos an well, Eternal? Well, I don't know if he's. I don't know if crazy? he's actually Thanos' brother in this version. Did, did he say he was Thanos' brother at the end there? Because uh, it's being implied that he's just another Eternal. 
I think he mentioned Thanos. Maybe I'd have to go back and watch it, which I guess I can waste enough time to go watch the ending because the ending is only a good part of that movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm. Let's let's be here clear here. We're dogging on all of Marvel. Fa- was this Phase Four? Phase Three? This Phase is Three was in, Phase Three was Infinity War. We're basically yeah. dogging on all Marvel Phase Four, but let it also be said the box office numbers kind of agree with us let it also be said that we've watched all of them and we'll continue to watch all the marvel stuff yeah i mean so don't get me wrong we're at we've seen enough good stuff in my opinion between loki moon knight and uh hawkeye like okay moon knight's not as good as other two because there's some lacking things but between those like it's worth it for me i like the stuff i like the universe being developed i like larger stories um but then you have stuff like Eternals where it's like it wasn't worth it. And then you also have Thor Love and Thunder, which was a Thor movie. <laughs> it was a Thor movie. <laughs> I think the way to explain that movie is people loved how far they went into the funny direction with Ragnarok. So they were like, oh, let's make it all jokes. See, Yes. And they lost what we liked about Ragnarok. Yeah, no, it, we didn't like Ragnarok because it was funny. We liked it because it made Thor human. Uh, like, let's yeah. be really... It, it made it made us connect with Thor. Like, that was what it was. Yeah. Like, before the in the first two, he was like this ultra-high and powerful ha-ha and, like, kind of stupid, honestly. Like, it just wasn't connecting with anyone. But then Which Ragnarok... Which the first Thor, considering that was kind of his whole point. But then Dark World just was like, well, let's, I don't even remember Dark World that much at this point. Things happened. <laughs> it's it, uh, But we got Thor's... Like, Ragnarok paid off because it brought the Thor that we saw in Ultron and we saw him develop, and he continued developing. But then Love and Thunder didn't develop Thor. Like, they tried to. He went through some thoughts and some discovery. But here's the thing, though. It was so much of nonchalant Thor. Like, oh, yes, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And ha, ha, ha. And whatever. And stupid this. And, oh, I'm so terribly sorry about your gods. And I just destroyed your entire temple over there. Oh, terribly me. It's like, no. Thor developed responsibility. Like, that's yeah. part of his thing. Like, he's he's responsible. And Love and Thunder at the end with uh spoilers well at this point if you're still watching you just know we're in spoiler territory okay like let, i'm tired of yeah. saying it um but in love and thunder when he took care of love okay that's the only responsibility we saw from thor the whole time was him finally one connecting with jane and respecting her wishes and then taking care of love yeah but otherwise it was like this is too stupid and like you're you're being funny but it's just as stupid in hindsight, we kind of knew that was going to happen, considering at the end of, I think it was Endgame, we just kind of saw him leave Earth and be like, I'm kind of done being a superhero. I'm done with responsibility. Well, we saw that, yes, but I was, you can't just like take a character and be like, oh, I'm, it's over, I'm, I'm done. Like that's Well, that's why gonna... they undid it, by giving him love. Well, yes, but... but it took an entire movie to get there, which is what we don't like. It took an entire movie to get there, and the movie wasn't that good in between. There was just it was it... weird having part. It was weird going from like dying of cancer to cracking jokes, and also the God Butcher, 
is the villain. And somehow we are having a movie with all the laughs in the world when this guy has murdered hundreds of gods. In the storyline, he's actually the ender of worlds. Like his basis in the in the actual like what his story is from the comics and from everything is this is the big bad for Thor. In the comics, was he trying to get his daughter back like he was in the movie? No, know? he just thought gods were terrible and was just trying to kill everything. He he was a nihilist. So yeah, they changed his character. I think Love is also not a comics character. I don't think so. So they had to change a character to make a new one. And I yeah. guess we'll just have to see if that pays off or not. I would have been fine without love, though. Like, let's be real. It, love and Thunder could just been applied to him loving Jane, and he was Thunder. Like we thought it was going to be from the previews. But it was not. It was not. It's... <sighs> One thing I did like about that movie was the weird relationship he has with Stormbreaker. I'll be... Honestly, I, I thought those were kind of funny, but... It was funny, but I think that was the most funny I wanted. <laughs> yeah, if they could have just had that... And then the rest of it was serious and fighting gore. That would have been better, I think. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Also, Korg is less funny every time he's on screen. Oh, he was funny yeah, at first 100%. because he was a different weird thing on this weird planet. Now he's just a character that tells the same. His joke is how he talks. And if you yeah. hear the same joke over and over, it stops being funny. Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah. Uh, Taikai Waititi is in charge of both the movies with Korg, and he seemed to think that we wanted more Korg, when in reality, we are happy with the amount of Korg we had in the first time. Yeah. And so... We got an overdose of Korg. It's like what Illumination did with the minions. We were happy with minions being side characters. We didn't want them to be the main thing. Pretty much. Um... Okay. Really good uh, eye candy, though. That movie was beautiful. The last movie um, on this roster that I would count, and we're very different on this one, I know, was uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Okay, different how? I didn't like it. I didn't love it. Like, I really didn't like it. <laughs> like, I, I had. It's not as much as I didn't like it. It's not as much as I didn't like Eternals or Black Widow, but I just... <sighs> Steven didn't feel like he grew as much. Like, he, he was a different level, and then he he didn't seem like he continued from Infinity War and Endgame. It, I didn't oh. see growth in that movie for him. He does kind of feel like they just did all they could with him in the first original Doctor Strange movie, and then he's been static ever since. And then on top of this, and this is maybe if some people wanted this way, maybe others, I did not want Scarlet Witch to be the villain. I hated that. I wanted redemption for her. I didn't like it either. I was like, no, this, you're, you're adding MacGuffins for no point for this, like making her worse. And I, it, it, no, she actually was starting to heal. Like, this is like anti everything that WandaVision was building. Like, she was starting to develop and heal. Well,. I mean, they hinted towards this at the end of WandaVision. They hinted at it. When she was in her it. cabin, like, but she, coming through the dark hole. But, like, there's she made up her kids in her mind in the original versions of her kids. So why can't she just let them be, like, 
because that's she, she she wasn't pregnant with them. That was a that's that's fact in the uh, comics. They just she just willed them into existence. She Athena'd them. Yeah, I'm fine with that. She's the most powerful mutant in all of Marvel. Do it. But she's not even a mutant. She just well, got touched by the reality stone or whatever. Well, I mean, but she's still the most powerful in Marvel. <laughs> Which, yeah, that part's fine. But she didn't need to be a villain. No, I, I wanted redemption. I wanted to see development. And she, I mean, heck, at the end of it, like, if they were tired of her story and didn't want to, like, it seemed like they were, like, done with her, was what it sounded like to me whenever I saw that. If they wanted to do that, don't make her the villain. Make her go off in a separate reality where the boys don't have a mom. That was an easy out. And she, and that's that was the biggest. That okay. So I'm annoyed that she was the villain. Steven didn't grow. But the biggest annoying thing was Chavez and the fact that she was like, "No, I have to save my boys for all of time and be a total psychopath about it." And like be unhinged. Like, okay, sure, you're playing off a villain and you're unhinged now, but your motives and everything just is not connected with anyone and you're entirely socio psychopathic at this point. Chavez being a new character? America Chavez. She was unhinged? No, I'm talking about uh Scarlet Witch, whenever she's like trying to take America's powers. She's like, My boys, I don't want them to ever die or get sick or anything. And so she's trying to take Chavez's powers the whole time. I'm like, this is the dumbest MacGuffin they've ever done. Okay, yeah, I I I follow now. Yeah, it was it was not great. So, it was almost like remember Ant Man, um Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. That whole movie, Ghost could have just been like, I need help. Please help, instead of, you know, fighting them the whole movie. Yeah, I kind of so with Ant Man Wasp and Ghost, I at least understand that more so. I'm not saying that it's good, but it makes sense because she was trained as a secret agent and everything. But it definitely was MacGuffined and crappy. Like, oh, it's her life or mine. No, we can save you both. That's fine. I it's just, possible to I, do it. I just hate when the conflict comes from not having a conversation. Yeah, it's it, it's very it's, dumb. Especially like with old... how they're how they they portray these characters as being smart characters that can actually reason and agree to certain current terms and conditions. It's like they can be distrusting, fine. But don't make it so that's entirely a conversation difference of them doing one way or another. They should have had her ask for help at the start or something, and then for some reason it couldn't happen that way. It's just uh, it feels bad. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that covers just about everything from Phase 4. And even Kevin Feige, to finish this up for Phase 4, he also was like, this isn't what we wanted. We tried a lot of things. Obviously, they weren't the right things at the right time. And he's like, "We this is not up to Marvel standards for quite a few things, so we're going to make sure that the next things coming out are great. That's like his statement roughly. I'm, I'm paraphrasing heavily right now, but that's kind of like what his statement was. It remains to be seen. But well, if, well, the first of us seeing something of it was, I think, Werewolf by Night was the beginning of it, um, in the sense of like the different phase, um, because at that point, well, maybe not, but I do know that the first that we'll for sure see of potentially this new Marvel that's after all this stuff that we've been honestly majority complaining about over liking because that's really what it adds up to me was this face just wasn't at as good as anything before it other um, than spider-man that was great spider-man is part of phase three um is uh, it? Into, 
yeah, it's the last one. Because it tail ends the everyone Tony's dead and ends that story and everything. Fair enough. So yeah, that's that according to the official thing, like he is the very last movie of phase three. Um but okay, let's go into real quick. I'm gonna list off and then we can discuss if we want to. Uh I know we're coming closer to time uh for this episode. But uh, first, we get uh, coming up here, and I'll have to work on editing this episode faster because of this. Uh, we got Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which does not have Chadwick Boseman, but at the same time, still could be really good. It's got Namor as the villain, which is something we wanted. And the reason it doesn't have him is because he died. Like, that's just life. They can't do anything about it. Also, dude, there was such an outcry in the first uh, trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever that they instantly showed who the next Black Panther was in the next trailer. I don't know if you realize that, but Shuri was not shown as the Black Panther in the first trailer. And in the second trailer, the first thing you see, Shuri's Black Panther. I I thought the very end of the trailer was her, like, jumping down It did not somewhere. show... It showed what we thought was Shuri, but we weren't sure it was Shuri. It's a trailer. It doesn't have to tell us. That's well, dumb. no, but there was such are stupid. I, I don't disagree with you. I thought it was Sherry. I was like, okay, it's annoying, but okay, fine. But then because there was such an outcry of like, how dare you do this? Like they really brought the next trailer. Like, okay, no, we're gonna make sure you guys are okay with this because obviously you guys aren't okay with the fact that Chadwick. We didn't replace Chadwick, which is another story because his family was also like, yeah, Black Panther is an icon for uh, the. Uh, African Americans do not remove him. Do do not take him away just because the actor died. Like that was actually stated by several people, including his family. But they could just have Shuri, an African, be Black Panther, and it still fills that that role. People were just saying they wanted someone else to play the role of Black Panther. It's like just have an actor replace Chadwick. Um, I I I'm not here to say one way or another. I just am looking forward to potentially this. I don't know if I'm going to see it in theaters yet, but it's, it looks interesting. Um, okay. And then next on the roster, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Looks great. Loved it. I, I saw the after, after Werewolf by Night, I am interested in all of their specials. Yes. And I am exactly. very interested in the Guardian special. Uh, what if season two comes out early 2023? Uh, which, what if the first one was pretty good? Uh, yeah, Craven we didn't really Hunt- talk about what if, but it was fun. Yeah, I liked what. Oh, that was the one we were missing from all the shows, really. Because it doesn't connect. So it's, yeah, it's kind of its, it's own thing. It's animated, also. It's separate in its entirety. Um, it's sort an of anthology. Uh, Craven the Hunter is for Sony, kind of them trying to build a Sinister Six in the still, Amazing Spider-Man universe. With Morbius. I still haven't stuff. watched Morbius. So same. Uh, maybe we should watch Morbius. I've seen so much. It's Morbin time that maybe I, we should watch it together i don't know i mean we could do a watch party or something we could um all right my biggest thing i'm looking forward to ant-man and wasp quantum mania with they already showed the trailer kang is in it and kang in the co- in the in, so i say comics i'm referring to tv shows i watched as a kid because i watched all the marvel animated stuff but kang was really good like i loved him more than thanos in terms of what he does because he actually is more of a threat in my mind than thanos thanos was just a power threat kang is a mental threat like he has all the power he's an emperor he controls the future and then he's also just that strong and then he's he's like thinking like five ten twenty steps ahead of everyone so even when you think that you won 
you're like, never mind. Actually, everything got rewritten and we all lost. Which kind of sounds cheap as somebody who knows nothing about that whole storyline yet. I mean, he's if he anything his... can happen because of the multiverse and timelines, nothing has stakes. It feels well, he's his thing is time travel. Um, that he's the one that uh, quantum realm time traveler can go to the future, can go to the past. He controls the future and he comes back to the past to try and take control sooner um, is like some of his basis. Uh, and it's kind of mentioned in Loki that, that he is from the future. And sure. so his entire but they've base... also already mentioned that if you time travel, that splits the timeline. You're well, not that's going why back he, to your state that's why he all split up. That's why there's so many Kings and there's the Kang war and everything. And we won't, we'll probably see maybe some version of the Kang war potentially. Um, but what I'm just looking forward to is like King eventually kills all his other selves and has one emperor left. Like the one that's at the, the end of Loki. Well, that was the best case of a King I've ever seen where he, he won, but he was the good one. That's never before, at least as far as I know, maybe it is, but I've never seen a good King survive in the end. Okay. So normally it's the dark emperor Kang trying to destroy everything or set up everything to be his. Um, so anyways, Quantumania can't wait. I really am looking forward to this one. Like I'm, I'm seeing it in theaters for sure. Cause I already love Ant-Man and I'm looking forward to seeing an Ant-Man where it's like, this is new. This is levels of Scott. Like Scott, we've seen actually develop over the movies and I love that he's developed over the movies. I just want to say from the trailer, I watched it once. I just kind of glanced at it. Um, it looks like Star Wars. Like there's flying ships and weird alien cities because it's all a different realm. Well, that's kind of also, yeah, that's how that's how it works with Kang also. I mean, think so, about it. He's from the future, so he's bringing the future technology to the present in his realm. Well, sure, but I'm just saying it feels kind of weird, and I don't know if I like it or not. I'll have to see the movie. Yeah. Uh, next on the docket is Secret Invasion. Um, that trailer looked awesome. It looked like a spy movie. Like it looked like it had Winter Soldier vibes of just being like a spy action movie, and I'm I'm here for that. Yeah, if only we can get Winter Soldier again. Like Winter Soldier was like I would argue peak Marvel. It was great. Um, after that we get we wow actually there's a lot packed in now. That I look at it I, like. I guess we were on that uh, COVID everything's uh, hiatus for a little bit, but I'm counting from November. One, two, three, four, five, six. Into May, there's seven Marvel projects. Are they shows or movies? Uh, there's one special. Um, so kind and, of uh, well, okay. Technically, Craven the Hunter isn't Marvel, but he's it's it's a movie. Marvel adjacent. Um, yeah, Marvel adjacent. So there's four movies. And one special and then two series. What are the series? Uh it's Secret Invasion and What If. Okay, so one of those doesn't really connect. So it's basically one series. Yeah. But still that's pretty that's a lot. Um so we're getting the so Secret Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, May fifth, and then my personal favorite. Literally, there's nothing that is like this is my favorite movie of all time. Into the Spider Verse is getting its sequel in June this next year, 
which is annoying because they were supposed to come out this December originally. <laughs> a rushed movie is always bad. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I, I, I do not want this to be bad, so I'm okay with it being delayed. I'm just annoyed because I really like Into the Spider-Verse. And I'm hoping, because they said part one, so I'm hoping they're already working on part two and it only gets really like an Infinity War endgame thing where it gets released a year later, but animation always takes longer. So I'm just hoping we don't have to wait too long for part two. If they already know there's going to be a part two, the story's already probably done at least. And all the mm-hmm. characters are already modeled and all that stuff. Oh, actually, never mind. We only have to wait a year. Yeah, according to this information, now granted, it could be delayed also. But the second part is supposed to arrive March 29th, 2024. So between okay. June to then, it's less than a year to wait. I didn't I didn't even know they were splitting that into two. So that's interesting. They said across the Spireverse part one on the trailer. So that's how I knew there was going to be more. kind of wish they would have just had different subtitles instead of saying part one and two i mean yeah well it is what it is instead um, of having a movie and then a, a sequel so- and then a part two of a sequel just have it's, three movies it's a sony thing it's what they want i'm not gonna complain i'm hoping we get a fourth i i are i know i haven't seen the second or the third but i already i it's my favorite movie of all time i don't have a movie i like more than spider-man to spider-verse which is fair enough I just really uh, hope they don't disappoint you at this point. Oh yeah, they they can only disappoint me at this point, unfortunately. But I I'm I'm happy with more characters and more of the amazing epic. They need to keep the sound. They need a good score. They need a fantastic animation. They need good characters. Like I mean, I, I'm not asking for the world. I'm just asking for a decent movie. <laughs> Sounds like you're asking for a lot. I mean, that's what they did with the first one. I'm just asking they give the same polish. They don't even have to have. I mean, I'm I'm not asking for like an Infinity War Endgame saga level, uh, movie. I just want something that's good quality. The first one came out in 2018, right? I think so. So five years—that's a pretty long time for them to polish. Well, they're also working on two at once, though, because the second one comes out a year later. Even still, yeah. If, um, if it's a part one and a part two, it's basically just a a double length movie, not. Not two separate movies. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, we're getting Echo in summer 2023, played by Maya Lopez. Yeah, uh, I don't even really... I, I was like, wait, what? Who? She was the deaf character from Hawkeye, right? I think so, yeah. So my least favorite part about Hawkeye is getting a spinoff. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then summer 2023, we get Loki season two. I hope it's good. Yeah. I hope it's as good or better, but who knows? And then we get Marvels in July, the Marvels, which is Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. And the the girl from WandaVision. Yeah. Um but not Wanda. And according to the what Sony's doing Madam Web in October next year. As part of the Craven the Hunter series, yeah, universe, not MCU, yeah. Um, uh, sure. in- interesting. And then, according to this, I don't even know where this is. X Men ninety seven. They're continuing the iconic nineties X Men show with modern day stories. 
So, or not modern day stories, but new stories to the '90s timeline of X. I have zero thoughts about this because I never watched that show. Yep. Same. Other than I guess it's cool as an I idea mean, that they can revive that. But I just remember like that that theme music was like, I mean it's it's great. Uh, followed up with Ironheart, Agatha, Coven of Chaos. She gets her own show. Didn't need that. I nope. can't see how that is going to be good. I would we like get, to be surprised. Don't get me wrong. I just I don't understand. Then, then we get El Muerto, which is a Punisher esque villain for Spider Man in Sony Verse. Um, really going hard on that, considering how badly Morbius did. March twenty twenty four, we get Spider Man Beyond the Spider Verse, which is part two. Yes. So, that's the continuation, and then they've given. The green light for an 18 episode C. Oh, wow. Actually, that's awesome. Are you 18 about episodes. Yes. Daredevil Born Again, 18 episodes. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched for that. That's amazing to have an 18 episode green lit. I mean, granted, they, they already know fans love Daredevil. He was the most like watched show on Netflix for a little bit before Stranger Things became a thing. And then they kind of ruined it a little bit, but that's fine. We, we don't talk about Defenders. We don't We're talk moving. about the others. <laughs> We're moving past it. <laughs> um, Captain America New World Order comes out May 2024. Do better, Marvel. Thunderbolts comes out July 2024. Thunderbolts is probably the most you can do amazing things with this. Do not screw this up. It could be awesome or it could be their Suicide Squad. Because Terrible. Well, which Suicide Squad? Because Second Suicide Squad one. by James Gunn was really good. I'm, I'm talking about the first one. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want Second Suicide Squad for this. We don't want First Suicide Squad for this. You have two Suicide Squad options. Do not screw it up. <laughs> we were just talking about earlier. You've seen the blueprint for other people doing something like this. Good. Copy their homework. I'm fine with it. Also, they already have a really good setup for this, though, in the sense of um, the characters in it, Thunderbolts, we got Yelena Belova, Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier, John Walker, U.S. Agent, uh, Taskmaster, I'm not going to say her name, but uh, Red Guardian and Ghost are all Thunderbolts, according to this. Which is an interesting lineup, to be sure. I think it's the right call, honestly, for like what they have. The only way I they can make Red Thunderbolt- Guardian exists because he's in a terrible movie, but. I mean, so was Yelena, but she came into Hawkeye, and we loved Hawkeye, so that's why she's okay. (laughs) I liked her interactions with Kate. And then Blade in the Distant Future, Deadpool. Oh, oh, real real quick, before we end this stream, because we're going really late here, and I'm uh, kind of, yeah, There's they have a lot set up, and I could go into it, but I feel like we just should end here, um, because that's that's already 2024 talk. Deadpool 3. Yes, yes, Deadpool 3. And I'm pretty Com- sure it's connected to the MCU, so there has to be more uh, mutants somehow. Coming hewn. Oh, <laughs> it was so stupid and so great. It was perfect. It was that was yeah, that was bad. But I loved I loved the end though. Also, they had the Deadpool coin and then just the three that, slash marks. That was hype. That was really hype. I was like. Uh, it's just and, and i kind of hated what they did though because they're like they teased it and they're like coming in two years and on top of this uh they then made a secondary teaser where they're like we really want to tell you guys about what the story is going to be and i was like 
wait, please don't do this. Please don't do this. And then they did the stupid troll thing for the whole time through of like bleeping it over with music or whatever. I'm like, one, you're great. Two, I hate you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish they just waited a year to announce it because I... Well, if they're not going to tell us anything other than, hey, it's going to happen, then don't they, tell me. Yeah, they can't really... They, they, they could have just... I mean, it's, it's, it's what they do, though. They can't say it's not happening at all. But they also didn't know you know, go in that in depth. They could have just been like, oh, cool, we're going to see Deadpool. I wonder what it's going to be like. And then come out with that a year ahead. That well, we already weird. knew there was going to be a Deadpool 3. Well, yeah, but we didn't know a bunch of other stuff. And like, that's probably the reason they were doing it, getting out ahead of it, was because Wolverine's coming back with Hugh Jackman. Like, that's massive. And if that, there's no that's, way that stays under wraps. I think casting lists are like, like public knowledge or whatever. Yeah, so there's no way they could have kept it secret for very long about how it was happening so it's probably better that he did this i just it sucks that it's two years out yeah that's fair enough oh okay we are at an hour 30 so he need a, uh and since i'm not really editing these anymore because we we the pauses between us have gotten better with us being able to both see each other as we talk um that's everything uh for what's coming thank you so much for listening and uh shane you have anything remaining marks to say about marvel and everything I hope that Marvel stops giving us what feels like homework to get through and just gives us quality content. I hope it doesn't end up like <laughs> that works, <laughs> I guess. Um, I didn't know you had a beat button. I do have a beat button. It's awesome. Um, uh, so with that, I, I think this was good. I, I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast. Let us know if there's anything you want to see differently. You can get, watch us on Twitch. Um, we'll have all those things provided. Uh, and then this is uploaded. You sh- there should be a video version of it if you want to watch the video version. But if you don't, just listen to voices. That's eh, what it is anyways. Um, so thank Wait, you for tuning us. For- on Twitch? What? What? You they can catch Twitch? us. They can catch us on Twitch if they want to like, oh, yeah, watch yeah, some yeah, yeah. stuff. So yeah, okay. th- this is uploaded through Spotify. Spotify has a video version now. So this is also up on that. And I, I, I need to go through and take the old one and put it on our spot on our YouTube channel also. And then I'll put this one also on the YouTube channel. So wherever you watch this, whatever, please feel free to comment, mention uh, if you have ideas about what we can talk about, please let us know. We love to have engagement with our audience. I know there's an audience out there because I keep track of analytics. I just Hopefully don't know who you are. <laughs> um yeah so uh thank you so much for listening and have a great morning afternoon evening and or night as i say so uh with that thanks everybody bye